This conference will now be recorded. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast series dedicated to public employees across the country. And uh, I'm your co-host, Jeff Rediger, um, bringing back in Brian Stone here in a second, uh, financial fiduciary. And if you have not picked up previous podcasts, you um, you can uh, find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and 12 other channels out there. And our mission is to bring what I call Wall Street to Main Street. And so what we do is we interview um, financial advocates and educate each of you on subjects that are very important, especially in this day and age. And so, uh, Bryant, welcome back. Hey, Jeff, how are we doing? We're doing good. Awesome. So, Bryant is a financial fiduciary. You may have caught a previous session that we've done with Bryant. At the end, where he's going to give out um, information I can get a hold of him. But today we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about a term that is starting to get traction, but I don't know if everybody understands what it really means. And that is, what is a fiduciary? And how does that um, separate somebody like Bryant from everybody else out there that wants to be your so-called financial advisor? So, um, Bryant, let's start off with uh, why is it important um, to the uh, employee out there that's trying to figure out their finances and retirement? Why is it important to work with a, uh, a fiduciary financial advisor? That's a that's a great question jeff and um as you said that uh that term fiduciary uh is getting a lot of traction out there in the public uh it's getting a lot of traction with the the lawmakers as far as making sure that um you know the people out there in in the public and private sector are, are working with people that are fiduciaries and um, really, really the main reason, it's, it's a very simple reason and why it's important to work with a fiduciary financial advisor is, is, is mainly because they're legally obligated, uh, to do what's in your best interest. Um, you know, they're, they're obligated to act in good faith, honest, honesty, integrity. And, you know, and I kind of laugh because Jeff, really in any profession, um, that you that you're in right that's what you should be doing anyways right (laughs) is you should acting in the best interest of your client making sure you're seeking the best prices terms you know acting with honesty and and integrity but unfortunately people are people uh so may maybe not everyone does that right but um you know if you're working with a financial advisor who's a fiduciary, uh, the reason why that's good for you as the client is because you know that you're, or, or that they're legally obligated to do what's in your best interest. So I think that's probably the biggest thing because the flip side of it is if you aren't, um, and let's say that the person that you're working with gets you into some type of product investment, uh, that's not in your best interest, you as the client don't have a leg to stand on uh, because, um, you know, that person wasn't a fiduciary. Whereas okay. if they were a fiduciary, uh, you would have a, le- a leg to stand on because that fiduciary would be legally liable, if that makes sense. 
Okay, so that 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 was a question I was going to ask you. So I think you answered it. So if somebody's not a fiduciary, there's no legal recourse. Well, there I shouldn't say that, but um, they have not uh, are not legally bound to put the best interest of the uh, client ahead of theirs. So if they if they rep a product or if they're with some type of captive insurance agency, you know they're their loyalty is to uh, really uh, represent that product, correct? Correct. Yeah, they're they're you know, and not to say that they're they uh, they want to have options or it, it's not a good idea. It, it's just really uh, with with the fiduciary standard, um, you, you know, yourself as a client, you're putting yourself in the best position, really. Um, okay. That's, you know, that, that that's really the, the, the gist of it, I guess, per se. So maybe that, um, so maybe that leads into the, the next question of the, the differences, differences between a fiduciary duty versus suitability rule. Can you explain that to the audience? Cause, um, I think that, that kind of leads into what we were just talking about. If you're dealing with somebody that's not a fiduciary, What's the suitability? Yeah, so like, um, you know, let's just say for an example, right? Um, you're working with an insurance agent. Um, you know, insurance agents, uh, investment brokers, um, they don't abide by the fiduciary duty. Once again, that doesn't say that they're not doing what's in your best interest. They just don't have to abide by the fiduciary duty. They have to abide by what's called the suitability and what the suitability rule basically means is that um, when they sell the client a product or whatever it may be uh, the only thing that it has to do is make sure that it's suitable for the client not necessarily in their best interest but just suitable um, as far as disclosure goes uh, with the suitability rule there it's less strict as far as conflicts of interest um, and as far as, um, you know, loyalty goes with the suitability rule, you know, most investment brokers, insurance agents, the only thing they have to be loyal to is just, you know, whatever company's product that they're selling, not necessarily the client. Now, when we talk about fiduciary standards or fiduciary duty or fiduciary rule, uh, it, it's totally different. Uh, from a recommendation standpoint, you know, the, financial advisor must do what's in the client's best interest, not only just what's suitable, but what's in their best interest. Uh, They're required to fully disclose all conflicts of interest. Um, And also with the fiduciary duty, they must be loyal and act in the client in good faith. Um, So that's a lot different than the suitability rule. So once again, it kind of ties everything back into play and why if you're a client out there and you're looking to work with someone, why, you know, not to say that someone is who is a fiduciary uh, may not screw you over or, or scam you, but it, right. it's a lot less likely, I, I guess, per se. So Right. Right. There's um, ethical standards that have to be met. Exactly. Which is going to reduce, in all likelihood, it's going to reduce um, 
errors and it's going to reduce self-interest. And I think that's that's very important to point out, something that we constantly want to share with the public sector because as you get closer to retirement, you're going to have to find somebody, unless you're going to do it yourself, you have to find somebody to help you walk through this maze of retirement. And number one, Bryant and his team work with the public sector so they understand your unique situation, whether you're fed, state, or local. If you have a pension, that means you're different, and you need to have somebody that understands all the moving parts. And um, the fact that it's coupled with a fiduciary designation uh, makes Brian's team even more effective in why we're doing this a podcast series to educate each of you. So one final question, and then we'll um, uh, we'll give the audience uh, your information so they can get a hold of you. How do you, how does somebody know if they're working with a fiduciary or not? That's a very good question. No, it, it's a great question. So, so, so the main thing, you know, to find out if, you know, someone that they're working with is a fiduciary, you know, to basically find that out is there's a website called, uh, I believe it's called Broker Check. Uh, and it's a website that, you know, a client can go on and they can see if their person that they're working with is registered with the Security and Exchange Commission. Um, I mean, that's probably the easiest way. Um, uh, there's also something that's called a form ADV. Uh, and that's like your, financial advisors brochure that you can request from them, um, which basically lets you know that they're certified as a fiduciary or a financial advisor. Um, so the easiest way is, is going on to broker check and, and kind of searching that website because, I mean, really what you kind of want to, I wouldn't say steer away from, but uh, if you're dealing with someone who's only licensed in insurance, they're, they're not a fiduciary. Uh, if you're dealing with someone who's an investment broker, uh, they're, they're not a fiduciary. Um, if you're dealing with a financial advisor who gets paid on straight commission, you know, basically, you know, by just making trades, uh, they're not a fiduciary. Uh, if you're dealing with a financial advisor who only gets paid on a fee basis, then they're a fiduciary. Gotcha. Um, so, those are a, a few things that can kind of let you know as the as the client is if you're working with a fiduciary or not. And, and don't be afraid, you know, as a client to just, just straight up and ask the person that you're working with if they are or if they're not. And like I said, at the end of the day, if you're not working with one, doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it, it's a bad thing. But, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you need to work with someone that you can trust. But, you know, like Jeff said, if you're working with one who who is one, it just reduces your liability of possibly not getting something that's best for you, possibly getting put in a situation that's not the greatest. Um, but, yeah, don't be afraid to interview the person that you're working with. Ask them what type of certifications that they have. You know, how do they earn money? You know, what services that they offer? I think that's another big thing, too, is even if they are fiduciary financial financial advisor, if they're only offering, you know, the the ability just to manage your money, um, which is fine. I, I think nowadays you should be working with someone who has a holistic 
uh, you know, practice, meaning that they, you know, they're going to, they can help you with not only just managing the money, but, you know, estate planning, um, you know, long-term care, different insurances, uh, obviously the, the investments piece of it, taxes, and, and really looking at it from a holistic standpoint. So, um, so yeah, those are just a few things. I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but, uh, I just want to make sure that people out here that are listening to this, Jeff, are extremely educated uh, and that they're making the right financial decisions for themselves. I agree. It's very important, especially now in the world we're in. So um, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? If they're listening in and say, hey, I'd like to um, – especially if you're a government employee out there, uh, I, I, I say this all the time, but you really need to work with somebody and understand your benefits and just focus their practice on you. So how would they get a hold of you, Brian? Well, the easiest way is email, uh, and I have a couple different emails, but I'll just give one today. It, it's bstone at govresource.com. So it's b as in boy, stone at govresource.com. Uh, if they want to get in contact with me via phone, uh, it's 1-888-545-8840. I'm at extension 711. It's a really simple so once again, that's 1-888-545-8840, extension 711. So those are probably the easiest two ways. Obviously, you can look me up on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on um, uh, Facebook. Uh, the name of my practice uh, is Palomini Tax and Financial Group, so you can also look us up there. So tons of different ways, and uh, look forward to possibly talking to some of you. Yeah, and you can also, um, for federal employees out there, go to fedresource.com, and uh, there's a re- retirement report for federal employees you can download there. You can also post questions, and we'll get over to Bryant. Um, and if you're a state or local employee, law enforcement, you can go to GovResource, and uh, there's uh, pension reports uh, from a third party on the site that I would download to review how healthy the pension system is because that has a big uh, impact in the decisions you're going to be making regarding what options to take and Brian and his team can help you with that. So um, also you can put in comments or um, email us or give us a call and uh, we will send out uh, Brian mentioned, I wanted to mention this. There's a great article from smart asset on what is a fiduciary financial advisor. We'll send that over to you if you reach out to us. And, uh, Brian, thank you for the time. Always um, enjoy talking with you. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, look for the next podcast to drop and reach out to us, and um, we'll put you in touch with Brian. Uh, complimentary initial uh, Zoom or phone call just see if it makes sense to uh, uh, work with somebody that understands your benefits. So this uh, concludes our session. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right, I'll – it's a wrap. Hold on here. I can edit the end of this. It's still recording, but...